Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking but not saying. Hey guys, happy holidays. Do people? I'm not even sure. Do people say that? Happy holidays? I feel like maybe that's from like a, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie that you used to watch when you were 13. Anyway, hope you are, I hope you are enjoying like the first um, couple of days of 2016. I know that um, both Stace and I um, were so, so excited and thrilled for the new year to begin. So it kind of feels like Christmas and, and all of our birthdays and all that fun stuff has kind of happened at once. P.S. It's just Christy, one half of the Thinker Girls, if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, and it does feel a bit funny to be doing all of this on my own with our old mate here doing a, her spiel um, because it is a bit different. If you did hear last week, um, Stace brought to the table her favourite gems, her favourite parts um, over the past year um, of the podcast, of Thinker Girl, the podcast, and, and now it's my turn. I've got the microphone and I'm not giving it back. No, I'm just joking. Um, but that is what today and this episode is all about, a bit of reflection and looking back on the year. And now it's weird that you can say last year feels like I remember my dad always used to make that joke on New Year's Eve, like, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the year because it was almost New Year's. So now we can look back on everything that was of last year of 2015. Um, I want to kick this bad boy off with one of my favourite podcast guests. And it's pretty funny, um, the conversation that Stace and I had before we actually um, kind of picked different pieces of the the last shows of the last year, Stace goes, you can have this one, mate. I know that this was an episode that you absolutely adored. And even though I would have put that in my favourite list, I'll give it to you because I know that you loved it too. Georgie Coglin is amazing. You will recognise her um, for um, lots of different bits and pieces. Um, from the project, she's on there, I think, every Friday night now um, and was obviously on The Circle and she's just an all-round amazing kind of woman. We kind of cracked into a gem that I brought to the table this fear that I'd had about not being able to have kids um, why I feel like that and it was it was pretty amazing to to kind of chew the fat about that so this is this is our, our gem with Georgie hope you enjoy I have a fear and I have always had a fear that I won't be able to have kids um, mm. and I that doesn't not, come from anywhere in particular no like, no just, it, it, when, when did it start it's honestly been probably since I was a teenager. I reckon as an okay. early as an early teenager, and I've never been I've never been a particularly maternal person. Was there a miscarriage or was there anything no, around your life? My mum had a miscarriage, but I mean, uh, you know, so so of a lot of women, it, that wasn't mm. particularly an experience that I I felt I was um, I don't know moved by or changed by or, or think too much about. Um, 
I and I'm not, I'm not particularly a maternal person either. And my family always take the piss and laugh at me because. Oh, but in your you're in your twenties though, aren't you, darling? I am. I'm only twenty. That won't, that yeah. Won't kick in. That, sometimes it doesn't kick in. It didn't kick in for me till I was in my thirties. But it's funny because oh, you can be twenty eight like me and walk around yeah. being clucky every yeah. freaking second of the day. <laughs> my sister is um she's a nurse and she's always even though she's a, a younger sister she's always been like the older sister so <laughs> she was always you should a, say it Georgie sure. she just bosses Christy she around is like a bossy boots <laughs> and I love her but um we are we are very very different in that Ash has always been she used to like with her friends of her age she she would play mums and kids with them when she was like three and four years old <laughs> like she was their mum and they were her baby so right. like she is um she works in a neonatal ward so around babies and mums and she's brilliant at it so there's always this joke between us within the family and cousins and stuff where it's like you know passing around a new cousin and it's like oh we won't pass it to Christy because you know she, well, she'll this, dr- well this could have something to do maybe with it, it you does. Know. she'll drop it on its well, head or it'll start rebelling. crying maybe or... just rebelling from that you know that stereotype that you, you think that you're meant to be fitting into but it's interesting that you're having dreams about it but you know there's that concept that whatever we fear we attract mm-hmm so and that's why. Of, and that's the why. The attraction are like if you've got this fear in yeah. life and you keep focusing on it and giving something energy and keep, keep thinking about it and pushing it, the laws of attraction are. And that's why, you know, I'm a massive manifester. I always manifest what I, what I want in life because it's that whole thing and, and you don't give the energy to whatever you're fearing because you'll attract it into your life. Yeah, and, um, and that's why I'm always like, Christy, stop it. Just stop thinking about it. I've had numerous nightmares about it, but I wake up in a cold sweat because in the dream I find out that I can't have kids. Like I've been with my boyfriend for about six and a half years and there's been lots of times that I've said to him, what would happen if I can't have kids? What would happen? Like, would we? So stay have you accepted that you like just to, just to very quickly to make it um, you feel a bit better? <laughs> um, I reckon two things. One is this is just my take on it. Like when I was trying to have Molly Rose, my, my husband and I, and that's different because we were trying. And I know you're saying, but you're getting these dreams before you're even thinking about it. But one thing that I had to actually do was I was going to an amazing music therapist who sings Reiki. Um, Reiki does Reiki and sings with you with a harp, and she's just. I'm phenomenal. Oh, oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, and she gives you goosebumps. You just cry. And if she plays the harp, you just, well, if you're trying to suppress something, you can't. You just burst into tears. <laughs> and she said to me, okay. And I said, you know, I'm just I'm having problems. I can't have a, a child anymore at the moment. And she said, okay, so what happens if you can't have children? And I was like, what? She goes, I want you to sit here now and pretend that you can't have children. And I just burst into tears. Like, why are you getting me to do this? Why would you do that to me? She's like, because until you accept this fear and realise, so what <gasps> would happen if you can't have children? <laughs> you know, and I went to a slight panic and anxiety and she said, what would happen with you in silence? And I said, well, well um, we'd be fine. She goes, would you be fine? And I'm like, of course we'd be fine. Like, we're with each yeah. other because we love each other, not just to reproduce. And she's like, right, you'd be fine. What, then tell me what your life would look like if you didn't have children. And it was so confronting, but you know what, after I actually articulated it and thought about it and accepted it, I went, I'd be okay. Like, so I'd be okay. Wow. True. And my, and my kinesiologist did exactly the same thing to me about wealth a few weeks so, ago. So, you know, would you be okay? And it's like, yep. would you be mm. okay if you found out next month, honestly, would you die if you couldn't have children? No, because no. there would be other ways to fulfill that, whether it's um, through adoption or uh, I don't know. Donor like egg, yeah. donor egg, donor yeah. mum, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. so, so the whole point is to, to, to alleviate that energy and that because all you're doing is focusing on the fear is grab the fear and go, 
would I be okay? Like, What's the I worst leave? case scenario? Yeah. And then you fuck the fear off because there's nothing to fear if you well, you put yourself in the result. Yeah. If you Except put the result of the worst case it. scenario. And, yeah. I, and I think as well that it's not just that, but particularly lately, it's been in the media a lot. And, and it was even when you were hosting the project, Georgie, that you guys uh, co- covered off on, you know, the, the fact that um, there was that, that uh, gynecologist, I think it was, or... or uh, oh, oh, suggesting doctor. about freezing eggs. Suggesting oh, about... Oh, oh, and, um, sorry, and educating kids and um, in about schools. fertility yeah. in high school, yes. which I think would be a great thing because I... You know, I would have loved to know, and all my girlfriends and I would have loved to know. You get taught about reproduction, but you don't get taught about fertility. Yeah. And boys boys should be taught as well. Like, I don't think boys acknowledge. You see so many couples, and when I say, oh, we're on IVF, it's so funny because people go, oh, so what's wrong with you? Your eggs aren't working. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, well, Simon's sperm could be yeah. low. It's yeah. not just me. Just, oh, Oh, yes, yeah. yes, no, 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 of course, of course. But they always assume it's a woman. It's so of course. True. And but it is so interesting like, oh, too God. because it's a woman's job to want the family and it's a woman's job, all this stuff. But hello, yes. like so many men grow up knowing that that is absolutely a part of their journey too, you know. And so mm, it is just so relevant to both sexes because there are so many men I know in my life uh, that are in relationships with friends um, that are the ones that have totally wanted children before the women. Or, you know, it doesn't oh, matter about the and order. All will stay but home. And, and the yeah, absolutely. Do happy to stay home. So it's, it should be men being chatted about fertility as well as young girls. And I think it would be great because, you know, if I had the op- we were on, been on IVF, so if I had the option to freeze eggs in my late 20s, regardless of who my partner was at the time, I probably would have if I had have known that maybe there was some issue with them not being great 10 years later. And I think a lot of women would choose that. And, that, and that's where I'm at now, actually starting to, I haven't done too much, but starting to investigate freezing my eggs. Um, and I've never had any form of, of health issues to indicate that that might be a problem naturally. But it's interesting, you know, that whole conversation. And it's I think it's so great that, that we're talking about and you guys were talking about on the project um, uh, about, about about fertility and just about the facts because I was actually quite shocked when I, I did a bit of research how how small the chance is to actually fall pregnant naturally oh, you know tiny. like you just it's have tiny. this you just have this thing in your head where you're like I'll wait till I'm ready you know I'm focused on my career mm. maybe when I'm I don't know like early to mid 30s I might be ready then but physically speaking you know that was actually 10 years ago it's just that yep. life has changed and you know if you look at a 20 uh, at a 20 to 25 year old there's whatever a 20 to 25 percent chance that you fall pregnant per cycle which decreases every single year that yep. that by the time you're i'm talking at the top of my, my head age, now girls 40 it's uh pretty slim to fall pregnant naturally all right so this conversation is actually making yeah. me feel sick because, it like, you know, because obviously this is your, you've brought this up, Christy, and you've done the research and whatever, but these statistics are thrown at me like a fucking bullet. Well, by the like, time you're 40, I think it's then reduced to 5% and then 45 is a 2% natural. So if we were yeah, to talk about, tiny, you know, yeah. and it, it's it, oh, far out, but it is good to give those percentages out without, I guess, you've also got to be able to have the tools to do exactly what George has just said, which is get the fear and kind of let it go because... You could just walk around fucking freaking out, especially like me, if you haven't met 
your person yet and you know that you want kids yes. and it's That's so right. i'm the like we talk about i'm the kids person a lot of my but friends are married you on yourself as well though i know you true, wouldn't want to true, true. Early, but at least you've got the option that true 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 38 or something you could mm. say so that's right. Yeah. So if we are talking this with the research that both of you may know that I'm not really familiar with, what is the cost to freeze your eggs and how many do you have to freeze? Like what what's what do you well, do? Well, Georgie, you'd be pretty schooled on that going through IVF now. Oh, well, it's, it's a bit different with um, IVF I think it is different you pay now. per cycle. But I think it's, it's – I don't know what's, um, how many eggs they actually take out because with IVF you overstimulate your ovaries so you get like sort of 15, 10 to 15 eggs a pop. Um but of course, when we it's like a bag of Easter eggs, it is. So let's get this away. So I'm not sure about the cost. I'm sure you pay some sort of, you know, just a maintenance fee each year, almost like a little a, a rental storage in a in a freezer. Oh, no, um, truly, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, but mm. I think you know, I just think don't don't uh, you know, you're also very young, so I wouldn't. I would get the blood test first and see how your eggs are and see how many you've got because you can get the test to work out sort of how viable your eggs are and, and your numbers sort of there. And then do they tell you, do they say, so your eggs are at X amount? Well, they can, they should be, they give you an idea of how, how many eggs they, they can sort of estimate. My understanding is, don't quote me as yep, um, yep. on how many you've, you've sort of roughly got left. Um, Cause we only have an, you know, we only have a certain number of eggs in our whole life. And that's even, even that women don't even know. Well, I had no idea about that. Oh my God. Yeah, so when I... we're born, so, yeah. so men are very different to us because they produce sperm every day or every second day. And they just constantly keep producing it. When we're born, we are born with a certain number of eggs. And then they're only released every month in each, out of each ovary. Mm-hmm. So well, and that's, that's the blood. Actually, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they can actually give you an indication of how many eggs you've got left. So does it mean mm. if I had a light flow that less eggs were released? <laughs> so if my period was quite light, the le- it was like a small egg? It's ridiculous. I'm joking. No. I was no. actually trying to answer that. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I have to say I was joking because I felt like Christy, the wheels were moving in her head like, is that real? You can always hear them ticking over like, yeah, I know. I she goes, that? She yeah. goes silent. I'm like, no, mate, it was a joke. From one amazing lady to another, it's time to talk to Lane Beachley. Um, look, you don't have to look very far to realise that this chick is pretty outstanding. Um even now, I think technically she's still like within her her sport of surfing, and even though she's been retired for years now, still effectively the most successful female surfer that there has ever been. She's won seven world title championships. Not only that, though, she's always questioned, and I think that's what's so amazing. What really blew Stace and I away about Lane Beachley is that, you know, she she asked questions and she asked why aren't female surfers or, or female sports people getting paid as much as blokes are, and has always kind of been on the front foot. She's got her own foundation, Lane Beachley's um, Aim for the Stars Foundation that that helps out girls and, and young women achieve their dreams um, that potentially may not be able to otherwise without the help of the foundation. And I will say that this is the first ever time in about a year and a half that there was ever a man's voice on our show. Um, her very famous partner of In Excess fame, Kirk, um, kind of chipped in his two cents about this gem. Is it actually a woman's job to do the housework? Enjoy. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask a question and, and don't shoot me down for this because I feel like mm-hmm. it goes against everything that I believe in, yet I sometimes 
and I, and I kind of think it's true. I wonder whether it's just a woman's job to do the housework. And hang on, hear me out here. And, and I don't mean do it. I love that Lane's the one going you for once. Like usually it's me trying to convul- stop convulsing at these kinds of questions, which I must I'd say. I'd really like to I, know why you're asking it. Well, I love, and I love my young mate because she'll just always throw them out honestly. Like this is why mm. it's good to workshop it. So please, let's workshop, yeah. continue. Well, yeah, let's go. I, look, I am a feminist through and through in the sense that I believe equal for every part, whether it's in the workplace or out of at, at home or not. But I've only just recently Lane moved in with my boyfriend, although we've been together for about six and a bit years, we've never actually lived together. And everyone was a bit like, Oh, how will this go? You know, and it's been, it's been fine. It's actually been an absolute dream, but there is that element of me picking up the slack in terms of little things around the house that needs to be done. And, and although, like, we're pretty even, Stephen, and he's very supportive and helpful, you know, um, and, and from, a, from a certain perspective, we do both help out. But I'm, yep. I'm talking about in terms of being the delegator, of going, oh, the sheets haven't been washed in one and a half weeks. We better pop them in the wash. Or, the hey, the floor's a bit dirty. We better do that. Oh, we better take the bin out. Or, hey, the washing was finished three hours ago and it's still sitting wet in the machine. I need to hang that out. And and it's funny because when I'm saying this, it sounds so petty. You're like the jobs project it's manager. It's so petty yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like, oh, whatever, just take it out of the bloody machine yourself. But at the same time, I'm like, well... I shouldn't have to. And I got, get so frustrated because I try really hard not to be that whinging, nagging girlfriend that's like, do this and do that. And um, you're writing a jobs list and you need to help me with this and that. So I just copped it for a time. And I don't know, I started, I was like really frustrated. I think I was on the phone to mum or dad. I can't remember who. And and they were like, well, that's not fair. You both work. You both work full time. And I said, I think it was mum actually, because I said, do I just need to accept that? It's often a woman's falls on the woman to just pick up the slack and be the delegator, not to do all of the work at all, but there needs to be a team leader in there somewhere, you know, that does, that does the delegation or you writes the list or decides what needs to be done when, and then asks the other person to do it. Mm, okay. Does there, that's the question. <laughs> well, if it comes down to getting the job done, then yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in a bit of uh, it's a tough one for me because my husband is my wife. God mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so is he doing yeah. all those doing the he things does, that I was talking about? He does the cooking, the cleaning, the ironing, the shopping, the mail, the garbage, the errands. He plans meals. He decides what are we going to eat tonight. What do I need to get? Let me know what's on the shopping list. And he goes, gets it. Okay, when did I last wash the sheets? I bet I have washed them. He has a, a method to how he hangs them out, so he just likes to hang them out on his own. I just run Even out. Even the fact, though, Lane, you called him the wife is interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we, we do love oh, yeah, Christy exactly. and what she's saying, but then at the same yeah. time, he's the wife, you know. And yeah. so it is interesting because I'd love to get to a point where we weren't overthinking the gender stuff in that mm. we also do fall naturally as carers. That is, yeah. it's it, there is also some of the stuff that we look for with equality, but there is also some of the stuff that's genetically kind of put into us of, of what we go to do. 
I'm not, I'm a maternal person, but that doesn't mean I want to do the bathroom more than any other guy. Like, trust me. So when it comes to me and when I've been in relationships in the past, I've really struggled because I felt like it just wouldn't get done. And then I kind of felt like maybe in the end I hadn't met my match. Not saying that's the case for you, Christy, but I'm just saying I, I, I think that sometimes we can also do our heads in extra that you shouldn't be doing it because you want equality. Whereas if no. you want that stuff done and it's more important to you, sometimes it also isn't about the gender and it's about the people. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, 100% because you knocked it on the head when you mm. said if it's important to you, then get it done. And it comes down to your value system. Rather than agenda. Yeah. Rather than agenda. No, but it's more than that. Or agenda. It's actually more than that. It's like, oh, what's important to me eating tonight? I'm pretty sure that's fairly important to him also. You know, like those things where you go. Yeah. So you would take a proactive approach to it if it was. Yeah. I just. Okay. So I think the thing as well is, is if you start to feel something else. So if you feel like you don't want to do it or is it pissing you off that he doesn't want to do it? That's the catch. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to do it at all. Like none of it is really important to me. I couldn't give a shit if I had dirt on the floors and I couldn't give a shit if the winds, the bloody shower was dirty and I can't give a shit if the sheets haven't been washed in two weeks. But there needs to be somebody who does it. And I'm just sick of feeling like that somebody always has to be me. Like, I don't think there's, like, for instance, if I was just a clean freak and I just, it's like, all right, it's important to me, get over the fact that I care about it more than he does. So I'll just cop that because. It's confusing because I was yeah. like that too. It has to be you? Well, because if I don't, it just doesn't happen. Have you tried? Yes, I actually okay. have. And I didn't have underwear. Like I had to go to work with no. underwear on. Like it actually <laughs> got that bad because I tested. I tested the situation. Oh, no, thought, that old. <laughs> that's that old chestnut. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't Can do I it just ask? as a test to see. Yeah, sorry, Lane. I was. I'm gonna. No, I just want to ask Kirk a question because he's standing right here oh. with me. Yeah. Yes. Can debate, you put him on Kirk? speaker? Sure. Hang on. <laughs> um, having a debate. Say hi, girls. Hi, girls. Hi, Kirk. We're the Thinker Girls. <laughs> you're like us. You're like the only man we've ever had on this show. But we hear yeah. that you're a wife man, so welcome. I am, I am a wife man. Yeah, I, I do all the cleaning, cooking, gardening. You look like you cut your chin. And like in shaving. <laughs> no, so, so we're having a discussion. Can you shut that duck up? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 Lane. <laughs> So the, the idea is, Kirk, that I, I just wonder whether it is more a woman's job or it seems to often fall on the, the well, woman to, to be the delegator around the well, house. Talk in your, in your personal experience, though. What's got, like, quickly just give him an idea of how you're feeling. I just feel well, I just feel pissed off because I feel like if I don't do it, it never gets done. So it's not that it's more important to me. That's how I feel. Yes, exactly. Oh. And that's my point. And that's what. Oh, that's so and funny. And what I would say is, it's not a, a woman's or a man's role to be a delegator. It's just person to person. That's what so, I said, Kirk. I'm Stacy, the A plus student over here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You go A plus. Isn't that <laughs> It's a, you know, it's some people are delegators and some people aren't and, and it's however it falls within a relationship. 
certainly Lane delegates in some areas and I delegate in others, but um, certainly I feel trodden on and I do all this stuff and no one appreciates it and that's it, I'm going to go and cry in a corner. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Well, basically, that's you and Christy yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, interesting. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's gender specific. I think it's just however it falls within a relationship. And yeah. and so I think it's one of those things. Some people are better at it than others. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that's got a bit murky because women always did have to do it. Then yeah. we've come out here and you go, okay, so hang on a second. Am I signed up for this from my predecessors? Uh, pre- how do I say that predecessors. word? Yeah. Predecessors. Predecessors. Yeah. yeah. Am I signed up from those dudes or those chicks? I should say. And um and is it is it this is a gender thing? I think this is one thing that you're right. It actually isn't, and it's a personality thing, and he doesn't seem to give a shit as much as you. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you just have to. Uh, I think you're reading into it too much. It's just, it's just whoever's good at it, and who's not. You know, there's leaders and there's followers. So, Kirk, <laughs> yeah. so Kirk, what you're saying is, you and I, dude, we're the, we're the leaders. We're <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bye, yeah. bye, Kirk. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> no. I want to bring this gem to the table now that I didn't really envisage starting off or I didn't think about it being as heavy or as deep as it as it actually would turn into. But, I mean, that's kind of what is so amazing and it's so great about being part of this show and this podcast is that every day is different and every show that we do, sometimes we're having a lull about dick pics and whether you've got big or small boobs. And then other times we're talking about, I don't know, a a quite profound and and pretty emotional um, highs and lows of our lives. And this was one that I was talking about after going to see a kinesiologist made me think about my nanny dying um, at the very beginning of this year. And you might say, well, how the fuck are those two connected? Well, find out because right now we're going to revisit a gem from Rosie Rees. Um, she is a yoga instructor and does lots of different bits and pieces. Um, and yeah, this was a, a pretty full on, pretty emotional one for me, but I think it was a really important piece of my life puzzle to, to include looking back this year. We're lucky enough on the... And I, I had heard of kinesiology. I, I think Stace had told me um, that she'd been or, ha, you know, had some particular lady. But to be honest, I didn't really know what it was at all. And I'd been having this – I had um, spi- pretty intense spinal surgery um, about <laughs> seven months ago where I had a spinal fusion. So since then I haven't been able to do any, you know, much exercise or stretching or, um, you know – I've. I'd kind of started doing yoga and was really loving it. I, you know, wasn't that advanced, but I really enjoyed it. But because I haven't really had that release, I'd had this really, really sore shoulder, like to the point where I'd been to physios, I'd been to chiros, and I was just like, I'm not getting any form of release. Like, and were, and were they saying it wasn't from? Sorry, it's I'm not. Yeah, eating. but it's not it from wasn't my back. From the operation. Nah, yeah, nah. Right. And I've and I've seen. I've That's seen. Interesting. I've seen the spinal surgeon twice, and I've got another appointment uh, actually coming up in a couple of days' time. And I kept asking him, I said, I keep getting this really bad pain, like all down my right shoulder, all through my um, right shoulder blade and all the way up my neck almost, like to the base of my, to the base of my neck where my hair starts. And I can't, to the point where I can't sleep on that side, like when I fall asleep at night because it's so intense. Anyway, so I was like, fuck this. I'll just, I'll, you know, I can't even remember. Some flyer or something, this lady locally on the on the coast where I live. So anyway, I went and saw her and I was quite open. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I am quite intrigued by 
Chinese medicine or, um, you know, I- Indian medicine or, or any kind of alternate forms uh, of, of, I don't know, of healing. And although mm. I am, a, I am skeptical, I'm a bit like, okay, will you prove it to me? I, well, I went in there pretty open. Um, so I was asking all these questions, you know, and obviously she did a bit of a remedial massage beforehand. And then I was asking about, you know, kinesiology, how it all works. So anyway, she start, she starts doing it to me and I was lying on my back at the time and she was working on this really sore shoulder that I'd had. Anyway, she was holding my arm up and, and, you know, touching all of the different pressure points and she's going, does this feel any different? Okay. You know, does this adjustment? Okay. Does this feel any different? And in my head, I'm thinking feels the fucking same that felt <laughs> five minutes ago but oh and I and I was answering like mm. oh maybe yeah maybe because I didn't want to be rude and I wanted to believe mm. that yeah sure and in my head I'm thinking don't write it off don't write it off just be here just enjoy it whatever but I didn't really feel much all of a sudden I get this feeling of this rushing of blood almost like down my legs like I'd been hanging upside down on the monkey bars and I'd st- stood mm. up and I, and I had this overwhelming urge to cry. I start bawling my eyes out. My eyes are still closed at the time. I'm crying for like four or five minutes. Was she asking you any questions? No, nah, she was just quiet the whole time. But she kept, she kept um, manipulating and doing, her, doing what she was doing. But it was all very calm. I wasn't hysterical. I had my eyes closed the whole time. And I kind of, you know, got my breath and, and got back to normal. And I, my eyes were still closed. And she kind of finished and, and said, you know... You know, is everything all right? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I don't know what happened. Like, it's, I've never had that happen to me ever in any form of I've had lots of remedial massages before, lots of physio through my back and everything. And I just said, I don't know what came over me. And she was like, it's fine. You know, don't stress about it. Where were you at? Like, what were you thinking about, like, during that? And all, and all I could see, I'm sorry. Mm. All I could see was my nan because um, she passed away about uh, six or seven months ago. And it was bizarre because the whole time I was really upset. I was just such this clear, this really clear image of her. Like, because she, um, she, uh, sorry, she she Mm. went really slowly. So she was in palliative Mm. care for quite some time. I think it ended up being like, it was 14 days that she didn't eat. You know, like it was so, it was so intense. And although mm. I'm very thankful for that time to, that I got to spend with her, like to be able to say goodbye 50 times over, um, it was, it was really full on. And I think sometimes when I think of my nan, I've really got to shake, I re- really have to kind of almost physically shake my head to like, I'm like, nah, don't think of that image. Like I don't mm. ever, ever want to, to remember her for that because it wasn't her. Um, so that's kind of where I was at and that's what I was, you know, what I pictured when I was getting up, you know, upset and she was like, oh, mm. that's interesting because the area that you're, you're so tight and she's like, you are knotted to the shit house. She's like, we're going to have to do a lot of work here. This particular area you've been experiencing this pain in Chinese medicine is where we store grief mm. and maybe she's like, mm. I'm not saying that that's, that's the answer, but she said it's just... You know, from what you've but said, you it know kind if of that is. Up. You know if that is. With yeah. this stuff in particular, I think a lot of the time these these people are there to help us connect to what we know in in ourselves. And I think, you know, she probably doesn't want to put any pinpoints on things. Yeah. But you seem pretty sure 
that that's what that is. Do you know what I mean? Like you seem mm. amazed by it and, and almost kind of perplexed. But at the same time, I think deep down inside, you know that there's a connection. I just had like, and I walked out of there and it, it just reminded me, Rosie, when you were saying just that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That almost like that airy feeling. Just the, I just mm. was like, I got in the car and I like, the obviously my radio or whatever was up or a CD or something, and I just turned it off and I drove back in my car in silence, which never happens. Yeah. There's always something going on. Or I'm on the phone yeah. to somebody or there's some podcast playing. or And I was just like, no, I'm just had this really, this feeling where I was like, yeah, cool. Like it was just quiet. It was a nice, yeah. a ni- a nice I, feeling. It's, it just shows that, you know, everything, every physical ailment we have, it stems from something emotional. And I really, really believe that, um, you know, what Louise Hayes talks about is, um, yeah, we, we hold emotion in our bodies since we store it. Um, just like the yoni massage, a lot of women store it in their yoni, but for you, you stored it in your shoulder. And it, did you say it was your right side? My right side, yeah. Yeah, so your right side in tantric or in yogic terms is your masculine side as well so it's like from all the pain you could have been protecting yourself you know your masculine protects and holds you know is strong and stable and has to be a real foundation and so that right side of you kind of bunched up and was like really and that's protecting kind of how you. I mean I don't know if this is the right nan but is that how you kind of describe your nan was a pretty tough woman like you say also that she was strong and and all of these kinds of things that that you often, you know, see in yourself or draw on. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting in itself. Yeah. Well, my well, my pop died when my mum was thirteen, and then she had a younger brother. So she was t- she was tough as nails, and the whole time, mum mum said growing up, she heard her crying in her she heard her mum crying in her room once, but she never cried at the funeral. Mm. Was like a real bottler. Was like you know, just obviously get on with the show kind of thing. And essentially, I suppose, raised my mom and especially her younger brother. The other two are a bit older, but on her own, I suppose. But then never, ever showed any of that. Like she was a very private, a very private woman. And mm. yeah, but like very selfless. Like mm. if you were to ever to ask her a question about herself, she'd, you know, change the subject and ask you what, you know, you'd had for lunch. You know, mm. yeah, she was it's just that, that generation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I'm just so I'm utterly fascinated by that. Like you know what I mean? Like that, that you know the physical side to that emotional stuff. And I suppose 
I'd never actually dealt with that properly because I kind of nan died. I got this new job. I moved into state. My boyfriend moved with me. You know, all of the, you know, and my I guess my thing is I'm just like put. I just distracted myself, and I suppose yeah, in a so lot maybe of, you didn't. Well, grieve fully well, you from didn't. that. Well, no. I don't and think now, I have. The kinesiology released it. Yeah. yeah. Or, at least, or at least opened it. I think grief, yep. there's so many stages. So I think the other thing is that, especially when you were doing it, I could see you where you were nodding your head saying, I can't think of her like that. I can't think of her like that. I think that's sometimes a part of the process is actually mm. thinking about her like that and, and dealing with the stuff that you haven't been able to deal with yet. You know, like... It is, it's just a part of it. It's a really fucking um, fucked up yet the most powerful lesson mm. I believe you can ever learn from life is through grief. It mm. is, it is by far the biggest teacher and also the biggest killer in one. Like it can be, it can go so it many It can change ways. your life, can't it? Oh, well, it Look does. at all the changes that happened yeah. after yeah. she died. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And I'm a big, I don't talk about it too much because I think, I don't know, there's a lot of people that I think may kind of go that you're even, you're really far in your beliefs if you're thinking that everything emotional creates physical, which I have said, I haven't even said too much on this show because I do think that it's quite, um, not left, I don't know what the the word is, a hippie maybe people would say, but Mm. I'm a massive believer. My whole life has been through Louise Hay's teachings and I'm a huge believer Mm. in um, emotional being your creator to everything like mm. I mean to the point where if I have I got a little ward on my foot and I was looking in Louise Hay and it said in there <laughs> that I had some hate in me I was like oh my god <laughs> what does that mean but I take it seriously like I joke but I do it's, I truly believe in it so it is interesting exactly that you've had that lesson because mm. It's one that I really, truly believe We're in. lucky enough on the podcast to have um, different chicks, different hot seat hotties that just keep coming back for more um, for different reasons. A, maybe because they like it and B, because we love them and can't get enough. So we love to shoot off a text, come and play again. Um, one of the people that we've done that pretty regularly with is JJ. Um, she first kind of burst onto the scene, you might remember, from Farmer Wants a Wife um, and kind of just hit it off she was such such just a a hilarious person that you just she's one of those people that you know her for seven seconds and then all of a sudden you're talking about like really deep stuff and having a lull about things that have happened and she's just pretty great and anyway this gem is again a a pretty personal one talking about adult acne um something that happened to me towards the beginning of the year that was pretty full on it uh, it felt like a lot deeper and a lot more than just having a few zits on my skin it became kind of pretty emotional and something that affected my confidence a little bit and if there's other people out there that have kind of gone through that same thing i hope this speaks to you a little bit um this is jj talking to us on think girl the podcast as part of our summer sessions for think girl Mm, mm, um, mm. I I had pimples growing up. <laughs> no, I did when I was probably. It's it's not until now I look back I at actually, photos. Sorry, where Intra, I go, but Whoa. I realised I was laughing at you because you had pimples. But I was just laughing at the fact that we're talking about pimples. I just want to put that <laughs> out there. Yeah, I know, but I, it seems might seem strange to you maybe now to talk about pimples because I don't know. I mean, it's not something that I is has been on my mind or that I worry about too much apart from the last week. So I guess. I'm pretty lucky in the sense that I normally would have pretty clear skin. I did have pimples growing up, though, when I was about 15, 16. And I've mm-hmm. looked back at photos from mum and dad's and gone through photo albums and gone, 
Wow. My skin was a lot worse than I thought it was. Like it did look really bad. And I don't know, did you guys ever try proactive? No, yeah. I never had to do I, that luckily. Yeah. Did you how did you find it, JJ? Well, I don't, I only tried it probably about two years ago because my hormones changed wow. like all oh. these pimples. Yeah. But the problem is it's like it, it does good stuff on the outside, but pimples are from stuff that's going inside. It's all about your hormones. Yeah, well, this is what I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so I use Proactive. You burnt my skin. The minute I stopped using it, my skin cleared up. And I never really thought too much more about pimples, maybe for about 10 years. But in the last week, I have just been having breakout after breakout after breakout, especially around my mouth, like around my, like on my top lip, around my chin, underneath yeah. my nose. And that's I... All, it's your T-zone. It's your hormone zone. Yeah, but I I haven't changed, and I was thinking, I haven't changed my diet. I'm not changing anything like that. You've just changed your state. Yeah. So. Well, I've, I mean, there's been a lot, <laughs> a lot going on in my life. I've new job, new state, new, new back. I've relocated. I had spinal surgery <laughs> not long ago. My nanny, there's a lot my going nan on. died. My nanny passed away a week ago. There's been oh, just, no. it's just been a bit mental, and I feel like I'm coping okay. And I don't know whether this is kind of maybe a side effect of that. And you know what can happen? Off? It's also the water. Like it can actually, like I know it sounds ridiculous, but we don't, we wouldn't have the same water as New South Wales. Like there would be different pipes, maybe even, I wouldn't say different chemicals, but there would surely be something a little bit different, what you're bathing in obviously, and then what you're drinking. I reckon it's the stress, definitely. Mm. Like part of that, all your stress and everything that you're going through, as much as you feel like you're probably feeling okay, your body obviously is not coping. You're working. Like, well, I think it's coping. I think it's probably just working overtime inside. And just expre- expressing itself through your yeah. face. <laughs> well, I'd prefer it if it didn't. Like, I'm all for expressing myself. Yeah, but let's take, it, take a few pimples rather than fainting and crying, mate. Like, a few pimples is, like, the absolute least considering what you've been thrown over the past couple of months. Like, if you've come out and the worst thing that's, you know, the way you've reacted is with pimples, I think you're doing pretty good. Mm. What about, there's a big question here, could you be pregnant? No. Okay, well, we cover a lot on this podcast, but I don't think I'm willing to find that out right now. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have a pregnancy test handy. Yeah, it was a good question to ask. I know, but that scares the fucking bejeebas out of me. Yeah, it does a little bit. And you know what? Because Because I am not on the pill anymore. Yeah. So. Because my girlfriend got pimples all over (laughs) her face when she was pregnant. Okay. How are your boobs? Sore, big? Well, they're always small and they're not very sore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What the hell? I mean, what, what, does, what does this mean? So, Are you up the duff, Christy? Congratulations. <laughs> no, just calm your farm before you go sending out the congrats. But um, Before I put a post on Facebook. Maybe, maybe, well, that is one of my favourite pastimes, just to do pregnancy tests just for the hell of it. I am kind yeah, of you do paranoid do person. <laughs> In that way, always have, always have been. When like, was the last one you took? A long time ago, maybe three months ago, four months <gasps> ago. That's so – okay, <laughs> let me just put this out for you for a second. Stop. You have done Stop. pregnancy tests every week since I've known you and you were on the pill. You go off the pill and you stop doing them. Like, that does not fucking make any I've sense. Had a lot going, I've had a lot going on. Oh, I yes, just, true. I know, but like three months ago. Well, the reason – part of the reason I went off the pill was because I had mates that had lost yes. – Yeah, this is a conversation here all the time. But 
one of one of my mate's skins was bad, and it then it cleared up. And I'd always had relatively clear skin, pimples here and there, and I thought, oh, maybe that might have something to do. Maybe that might have something to do with it. Like I've been off the pill now for a few months. Could that be? Like, can you get pimples going off of it? Yeah, definitely. Depends what pill you're on. I mean, I'm on a pill that controls my pimples, like Diane. It's, uh, oh, it's I love it. Y- Yasmin, Diane. What are the other ones? They're the worst names, aren't they? Like, they sound like yeah. Young and the Restless char- uh, you characters. Say, <laughs> is there a Brenda? Did you say there's a Brenda pill? Yeah, there's <gasps> a Diane, a, Bren- a Brenda and a Juliet. And, and there's a, you've got and a Yasmin. Yeah, and Yasmin. Yasmin. Don't forget good old Yazzie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been around for years. Yeah, I think oh, I was on Yasmin. I don't even know what. <laughs> she doesn't fucking know shit. She gave me the biggest mood swings like a Cyclone Tracy. <laughs> Did you ever have Yaz? There was just one Y-A-Z, Yaz. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wasn't that just a mini pill for Yasmin? She's the cool pill. <laughs> um, She's the one that has her own dispenser. <laughs> Um, have you have you had you've always got pretty, you've always got clear skin, Stace? I don't I don't think I've ever seen you with pimples. You're lucky. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. I have a good diet and I drink lots of water. Is that is that a cop out? It's like Miranda Kerr. I don't do any workouts. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, is that what I say? Yeah, because sometimes like? it is it is more than that, JJ. As you've obviously experienced, it is. You can eat, you have the best diet in the world, you can have 10 gallons of water a day, be sleeping really well, but you still have shit out of skin. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously, Look, I've, got, mm. I've got an absolute history of it. Sorry, this is the most important part. I've got a massive history of bad skin, and everyone tells me now how nice my skin is, but it's been because I've been on the pill. Because it's, it's one thing to have pimples and bad skin when you're a teenager, when everybody else has them, but it's, there's something about adult pimples that it's just like... This again? I yeah, I know. Like it's like when it's like fuck. when I got PMS at yeah. twenty nine. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, I thought, dark. I thought we were past this. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah. true though. You're right. It probably is stress, but I would do that pregnancy test. Did you realize I've gone quiet since Jada said yeah, it? I have noticed well, that. Quiet for yeah. me. Um, so like, <laughs> but I, I feel no. It's not your fault. I love controversial, <laughs> but I just didn't really know how to act. I'm like, how are we going to cope if it is? I'm like, like how do we respond to this? <laughs> how do we how do we be honest? All right, well here here's a bit of a hook. Listen next week to find out whether I am yeah. or not. Too bad if we don't do it in sequence. Yeah. Listen maybe in the next few months and then, and then we'll reveal. Hey, it's Christy here. Sorry, I, I've I've just been just rambling on and I haven't even actually explained to you what the fuck you're listening to, just in case. I don't know, you just tuned out for a little bit and have just gone, why is there only one of the Thinker Girls talking? Um, it's because I, I killed Stace. Um, I want all of the spotlight. No, just joking. Um, it is because this is our summer sessions. Um, Stace did it last week. I'm doing it this week. Looking back and reflecting a little bit on the year that was and the amazing, inspiring, hilarious balls chicks that have joined us along the way. And one of those, speaking of hilarious, is Tegan Higginbotham. She is um, an Aussie comedian. She's fucking brilliant. And we kind of um, got talking about male ejaculation. And she's just one of those chicks from the get-go who's, like, just ready to play ball. She's ready to go there. And hashtag pineapple project. You'll listen to this gem and at the end know what I'm talking about. Um, I think, we, I think Stace, if, I don't know if you're going to listen to this. I hope you do. If you're not too sick of me by the time you're going on summer holidays. I feel as though we need to continue this. Anyway, 
Cheers. Here's Tegan Higginbotham talking about coming. Bye. What did you want to talk about it? And I was like, just... Just it. I just want to talk about cum. I and, I was and like, what's your angle? Tegan even was like, where are you going with this? Yeah, there I wasn't much that you had. I don't know, just, and I don't know that I need to know. But I just thought, let's crack open this conversation. That, funnily enough, after over a hundred podcasts, I don't know that somehow we've fucking talked spoken about basically everything else. But in 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 the way of semen, it's never kind of come up on the podcast before. Come I up. feel like ah. uh-huh. yeah. I feel like it is also <laughs> a bit of a foreign thing because girls don't come as much as guys, so it's not yeah. like so. I tell you what, though, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, and she was telling me that there was this guy that would make her physically come all the time, like she would ejaculate. Oh, like a squirter. Have, I, I mean, you don't have to answer fake. this, but I've ne- I don't think I've ever done that. I don't oh. think I've ever ejaculated. Well, I think like when you see the pornos of pe- of people actually squirting, and there's I I think it's actually fake. I think porn stars actually somehow suck water into their vagina and then or just <laughs> wee it out. Suck water? No, like with a suck. straw, or I'm yeah, not sure. Full like a, like sure. a frog, <laughs> some serious like a, like a little frog down there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually shoot it out. Like I've seen like a, I've is it se- white in the porn? Well, it's clear in the porn. It's in, in the, por- the porn. In the pornography. In the porns? In in the I adult like movies. A mum's talking about porn. In the porn, <laughs> is it white? Well, it's actually like a clear liquid that essentially. So it's can, not white. Can get shot out like meters, like actually be. And I was like, oh, fuck. Neither this of you have answered my question. I, be fake. Also, I can't, like, in my head, figure out what purpose that serves. You know how, like, everything happens <laughs> in the body for a reason? I just can't understand why one why some well, it's women would turn into fountains. I think that's what it is. Isn't is that it? meant to be yeah. like your, your lube just I squirting think so. out? I so. Like ah. some people just produce so it more than others. So it's not human ejaculation. Well, it's not women ejaculating. Well, I think no. I think it's naturally, naturally, as a woman, when you get when you get hornier in the mood or or during sex, you mm. can often get wet and you create that with your vagina, and that's what it's for. <laughs> it's for lubrication. Yes. So yeah, that the no penis, shit. Yeah, but We're that's all a, aware of that part. I also learned from um uh, what's it secret diaries of a london call girl so are pubes pubes are there to help lubricate things we're ripping are off they? is that yes. true mm. i didn't know that bell what's her name bell oh, that's oh, a fucking good series it's a really good oh, series. series i never finished it by the love way love an english series I like read that the book the first book's great second one not so good but the first book's great okay oh. so she says pubes are there to help with lubrication moist. Yeah. Oh. Help with the in and out. I thought it would have dried things yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I thought. That it would no, be a bit scratchy. Not. But she'd know. But I want to yeah, talk. I want to we'll take her word for it. I want to focus more on male ejaculation. Sure, we okay. can we can go down that route talking about female ejaculation. But I never have. You I never don't have, really know too much you don't about believe it. it. You nah, don't believe I, that girls really nah, do it. No. This girlfriend said that she'd done it. That she could see herself. She legitimately did. Yep. Did she shoot it out? Like I well, said, it just kind of that... came out. I guess like discharge. Okay. <laughs> I think this Ooh. is the thing. I think there's this difference between <laughs> squirting, to use that term, which is so horrible, and coming. I think that they're actually two very different things. I don't think when ladies come, they squirt. I think it's a very yeah, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's almost it's like a... the wet feeling you are, but just in a more intense yeah, way. Yeah, it comes out more. Yeah. yeah. It's like that scene so... in, um, uh, in The Shining when the elevator doors open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, exactly. Not, uh, that's exactly what it's like. Uh, 
What do you think of Boy Come? Well, I actually, I actually, to to be honest, I don't actually mind it. I actually quite, you know how there's a lot of, a lot of people, and I've spoken to to friends before that physically say, I actually dry reach when giving head because the smell, the thought, the idea of semen freaks me out so much. I just find it yucky. Like I find it gross. Like I've, I've been there. I've, I've done that and I probably will do it in my life again, but I don't enjoy it. But I kind of have, and it'd be interesting to see what you guys think, but I kind of, I'm like, meh, I actually really don't mind semen. In fact, I've actually in the past found it to be a, actually a bit of a turn on. A bit of a turn on. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a, like this yeah. whole thing with guys wanting to come all over you. So yep. like that's always, a, that's been a question as being yeah. single for four years. Being a, you know, do you like it? Back, tits. They just love, it's like yeah. this power yeah. thing. Yeah. But I'm, I am going to absolutely blow your socks off here, literally, Christy, because I've always said on this sh- on this show I'm not a not a fan of blowjobs mm. in terms of doing them. Yeah, kind of like it just you're down there. It freaks me out. Lately, not so much. <gasps> See, it depends. Oh. Not on the so person. scared of the cum. You flipped on the yeah. blowjob. And not not hating it as much because the guy that I'm thinking of that I guess I was enjoying mm. it with more recently was so accommodating to me that I felt like mm. there was this I wanted to be as accommodating to him and the oh, whole thing yeah. didn't feel like a job. So much yeah. of that attitude going in. And I'm so in love much. with this guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's new for me because yeah. a lot of the time for me to feel that comfortable and be in that place, it needs to I be. need to be yeah. Like yeah. I just, but this guy, I don't know, I feel... Like I want, he wants to please me. I kind of want to please him. It's and it's new territory for me. But yeah. I think so it's, it's made that, the whole come thing yeah, yeah, yeah. less scary because but, it's a part of it. But so it's yeah. kind of made feeling, me interested. It's that feeling of pleasing him or pleasing the person that you're with that you then sometimes get pleasure out of. Yeah, because oh, because I'm not yeah. I'm not giving. So, I'm not, not giving my been there. I'm not giving my boyfriend head. Going this is feels really good for me. It's more the act of doing it, knowing he's liking it that I. Quite like it, and I know what you mean. There's that, you know, with past with people in the past. You know, it's that whole aggra- kind of aggressive thing where you feel maybe pressured into doing it or doing it to impress that person, or when they put or the just ha- ticking it off because you don't want to put- not have sex for a year. Yeah, or and when then they you put- sometimes find yourself yeah. having sex for whatever reason. Do you or, know what I mean? It, there's so yeah. many different. Or the hand on the it. head thing. I find that really quite confronting as well. Which you've is you've got to be super cool w- with the hand on the when head you're down there, as if like it's the it's like I'm actually I don't fucking mind your. A little bit of hair pulling, yeah, but I don't mind that. But what yeah, I'm but saying is, you've got to you've got to be in that mood, and he's got to be in tune enough with you to sense that you don't mind that, and you're quite liking that as well. Yeah, not a power thing, and I'm going to fuck you till you dry reach. And because it all come, I like and that. It, and I think it all comes back to that. Like I think it all comes back to, and for me, it's I'm learning as I go as well because you just, I suppose think that that can only come from love Um, but I suppose the power and the trust uh, and the openness and communication that we've been reading and and hearing people pitch to us for years it really does make a difference when you have all those core things up front regardless of if you're in a relationship or if you're just sleeping with someone Mm. those things absolutely make a difference to how how I guess 
how far you're going to go mm. with things that you want to do yeah, when it comes sexually. It's like trust. It absolutely does. Yeah. And I think it's it's such a personal thing because even within myself, the differences between what I feel like and when, whether I want things really tender and, you know, whether it's making love or whether I just mood. Really want to fuck and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can't imagine yeah. that the differences then between the general population of what people are into, whether everything always has to be slow or... You know, whether you're like standing on one side of a room and throwing cupcakes at somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just, I generally, as I'm, as I'm getting on, I'm realizing that people really like different things. Yeah. And that's all down to communication. But with it, when it comes to jizz, the yeah. actual jizz, I think it's also got to just come down to a little bit of the guy looking after himself physically because I once dated a heavy <gasps> smoker, drinker. No, really? There was yeah, no care yeah. for the diet there. And Jesus Christ, it was like... It had a chemical yeah. taste to it. Chemical. No, it yep. actually tasted, and I've never tasted dishwashing liquid, so I don't know, but it kind of, I got this really? thing. Well, one of, one of like, this oh, is coming disgusting. out of your body and you've got a lot of toxins in There's, there. Oh, and, yes, you could, yeah. it just, and I couldn't, and that's when I actually felt really revolted and yeah, it nah. became a thing of avoiding. Well, one of, a, one I of my girlfriends. so fascinating though, yeah. like that you are in this sexual place and you're producing something that's not poo or wee and it's coming out of you and it is still it's still obviously a product of what your body is and, and where you're yeah. at so yeah well, fascinating. well one of my girlfriends with her one of her ex-partners used to she was adamant that his jizz tasted so bad that when she gave him a blowjob she would have a mint or chewy in her mouth while she did it because did it he was, see it because did it was, he, was he yeah, aware? but he was he was aware of it because he wanted her to go down on he wanted her to go down on him so much that he's i think he maybe even suggested it but i think haven't you heard that thing where it's like if a guy has pineapple or eats pineapple in his diet, then his jizz tastes sweet? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I think it's has like the whole tried it? It's the whole yeah. breast milk have thing. You? Yeah. And oh, you work? have. <laughs> it does. <works. laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is amazing! And I don't know how much pineapple. Well, that's the thing. I don't know whether there's a massive health benefit to somebody drinking that much pineapple juice on a regular basis. But oh, it's the juice, uh, not just the fruit. That I had uh, with you know somebody who was really into, and we were having fun anyway. And there was definitely a difference. I love love that that is tried and tested. But it was also just that thing of coming back to again, like guys, if you want us to do these things, then. You know, just in the same way that girls put so much thought into preparing and waxing and all that sort of stuff, maybe that's the side that guys need to think about in advance of going, well, maybe I can't smoke and maybe I can't be... Yeah, and think about what you can contribute. And I think also I love the idea of the conversation and and game playing with someone. So I love the idea Mm. that it's a bit of a game Mm, and you're like, I'm going to drink all this pineapple juice (laughs) and we're going to see if it fucking works. (laughs) I think that is key. Like if you can turn real life fun and then it's all one package into the bedroom, I feel like so many girls see them as two totally separate things. So you're in this relationship but then when you're having sex or you're in the in the bedroom or wherever the fuck you're fucking, it's just really disconnect. It can be disconnected yeah. and mm. you get almost embarrassed to bring it into your actual life. Laughing during sex is one of my all-time It's hilarious. Favorites. And if you can bring it oh, You've got to be comfy. You've got to be yeah. comfy. Yeah, and if you can bring it into your conversation mm. away from that moment as well, like where you're like messaging saying, yeah. okay, fourth glass of pineapple juice. Like that's the hey, best. And like, guess that's what? So good. Guess what is going to be the forum on our Facebook page this week? What? Asking girls to ask the guys that they are sleeping with to drink pineapple juice. Yeah, yeah. 
let, let us it. know. Let's do it. Let us know if it makes any difference. But but I think on our Facebook page, we'll put it at <sighs> facebook.com forward slash thinker girls. Yeah, but I think all in all, come and whatever. It doesn't have to be, oh, this is, it doesn't have to mean anything but what it means to you. So you don't have to go, oh, be, he wants to come on me. So that means he wants to have control and be really dominating. If you if if you don't like it, well, that's maybe what it does mean. But if you actually quite enjoy it or you like it, you like the smell of it, the taste of it, whatever, then I think it's just being in tune with that and being being okay with whatever you find a turn and whatever you find hot. And it I doesn't need to mean anything particular. No, it doesn't. And it, But it also will come back to you. I guess that's, that. I guess come again is a bit foreign for girls. So mm. It is a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning, whether you're just starting to sleep with someone, just where you, you're just starting to have sex, whether you're, you've been married and you've, you've been having sex and seen this guy's come many, many times. Whatever it is, we don't have it. We don't, it's not ours. Yeah. It's why the penis is sometimes foreign. That's why we all get a little bit mm. overwhelmed mm. by things. So it will also come back to you trying to be comfortable and communicating and having yeah. that real trust, I think, yeah. that makes you then be able to step out and have a good time. That's true. So I think working at that, because otherwise I don't reckon it, it just appears and where you kind of want to taste someone's cum. It's not just going to happen unless you do the pineapple. Do the pineapple, the pineapple project. Yeah, hashtag the pineapple, pineapple project. Let's project. make it go viral. Led by Tegan Higginbottom. And it's also very high in protein, I have heard. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I always wanted to leave my mark on this earth. And if this, <laughs> this is the way I'm doing it, then there you go. Look. Um, that was the summer session or summer sessions. I don't know. I need to get my branding right. It's Christy here, PS, one half of the Thinker Girls. I hope you enjoy a little trip down memory lane, a little look back with me. Hopefully the sun is shining. Hopefully um, in the in the first couple of days of this year of 2016, you are just loving life sick and you're setting up some, I don't know, just some, some cool things that are going to happen and fall into place for you this year and having a, a great outlook. And I think... It sounds a bit wanky, but it's cool to kind of get reflective and not only look back on what's happened last year, but then look forward and project. What do you want out of life for this year? And Stace and I just want fun. And finally, after all this time, we're actually going to be working together every single day and, and living in the same place. So it's pretty bloody exciting. And I hope that you kind of, I don't know, are feeling that way with your life too and what it holds for this year for you. And I know that... Um, I've got obviously got to give a big shout out to Stace. I love you, and I will write all of this down in a Christmas card. Don't worry about it in my neat handwriting. Um, but I love you heaps, and the past couple of years has been amazing. But in particular, I'm so excited and so so pumped um, for what this year holds for us, and just so amazing being able to text each other back and forth and say, "I wish I could sit down for a wine with you." Now we can actually do it. Um, if you want to look back on um, uh, other podcasts, we've got hundreds of them up there. No excuses. Just search Think a Girl on iTunes, Think a Girl the podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll have kind of a, a new website up and running, thethinkagirls.com.au or Think a Girl um, is probably even better. I think we should just go there, thinkagirl.com.au. Um, all other episodes are up there as well as Omni. If you want to stream, you don't have to download. That's completely fine. You can do that. Go to the Omni app or omni.com.au forward slash thinkgirl-the-podcast. All right, peeps, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying your holiday sick. Love you and we'll chat to you soon. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls.
or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Hey, you. You're looking for some more. Well, clearly, they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast. We've got, <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>